K-Rock, baby. Look, I wore this shirt for you. You see what my shirt says? It says, give the people what they want. Last weekend, I said I wanted an Instagram can. I wanted the Instagram, not the can that was stuck under my table. I wanted the F-U can. And goddamn, you showed up this weekend. You gave the people what they wanted. Jeremy Tackler was on fire this weekend. I'm going to get a little excited, people, because I'm happy. I'm happy. And I know you are happy. We all happy. We all happy, Ken. What's up, guys? It's your boy, James Stewart. You know where we're at. Round three, mile high, Thunder Valley, baby. We got Eli. Just coming off his last, he won the last moto, but it was Jason and El Hombre winning the overall. We got Chase Sexton winning before then, having two strong second places in at the last race. Coming into this one, we had Ken Roxon, I guess has been pretty dominant at this track, winning four out of six races. And it's Eli's hometown. You know what time it is. He's home, baby. At the Mile High Stadium, round three, Lucas Oil Motocross. Let's get into it, people. Let's get into it. I'm, I'm so excited. Let's get into it. At this particular track here in Thunder Valley, Colorado, um, they don't call it a mile high for nothing. Um, if you've ever been there or walked around or if you, you know, you go hiking and stuff, you know how you just keep continuing up. And it might not be because, you know, the elevation. It might be just because you're going up a hill and you're just out of shape, you know, and you just start losing oxygen. <laughs> well, when you show up at this place, that's how you feel. So this track is just difficult just on that part um and then the bikes are a lot slower and believe it or not actually to me every time i raced there i actually liked it because the bikes being slower they felt like they were easier to ride you know you can just stay on the gas a little bit harder the bikes weren't sliding around as much so up here you got the elevation your oxygen the bike lack of oxygen slower and it was like 90 degrees here too so um all three of those things made it difficult and it made it a new challenge for these guys. But of course, if you're used to having, you know, living at oxygen like Eli does, um, you feel like when you show up at these places, you got an advantage. And then um, Jason, I guess he had, um, you know, issues, you know, dealing with altitude thickness. So I, I think the races and, and how quickly the programs are, like if you get there the day before and you do your thing, it really doesn't get to you. So either you have to show up like a week before and get, you know, adjusted to it or you just show up and just give it all you got. And then on Sunday, you're going to hate yourself. But at least on Saturday, you'll be all right, uh, which is what most of these guys do. Then the altitude sickness doesn't really get to you. But I don't I didn't really hear anybody or see any guys um, really have an issue with that. Like if they were just going to get tired, they were going to get tired, whether it was this weekend, next weekend, all weekends, um, not necessarily from the altitude. But we had some good racing. Um you know, and we had the one guy, you know, K-Rock, baby. Look, I wore this shirt for you. You see what my shirt says? It says, give the people what they want. Last weekend, I said I wanted an Instagram can. I wanted the Instagram, not the can that was stuck under my table. I wanted the F-U can. And goddamn, you showed up this weekend. You gave the people what they wanted. And that's all we asked for, baby. And what we wanted was you to do your thing. Just fight for it, baby. Just fight for it. And goddamn, you fought. You fought. The German chocolate people, he fought. He fought himself all the way to an overall neck burn, but we haven't got there yet. 
I'm kind of maybe jumping ahead. I get excited. I get excited with y'all. But it was nice to see my boy back, Ken Roxon, with a neck burn. We're going to hit it early for him, Cole. Hit it early for him. Suntan, neck's on fire. Whoo! That chocolate is melting. But let's get back into the rest of it. Levi came out with them Levi jeans or whatever you want to call them. But it's been, I haven't seen like a rookie come out and like just dominate. Like dominate. It's been a while. Like he threw the kitchen sink at these fools. He was throwing spoons, spatulas, everything. He threw pots at them. But he looked good doing it. And if you think like they said he haven't had a top five or maybe a, a fifth or something all, all year. I mean, we only three rounds into it. But even last year, he raced on the last four outdoor nationals. And then he had some spurts here and there in Supercross. I think he got hurt. Um, you know, I, guess, I think he had a leak in the kitchen or whatnot, but he was hurt. But this weekend, like he, he hole shot it. And I was like waiting for Jet to catch him and Jet didn't catch him. And then like, and then he just started pulling away. And for a rookie leading his first ever race, not even ever leading a lap, never finishing in the top five apparently. And then to come out and just dominate the number one plate with Jet Lawrence and Justin Cooper, Hunter Lawrence, all these guys behind him, and do it the way he did it was just, I haven't seen that for a while. I haven't seen that since like James Stewart back in the day, Travis Pedrana, like rookies coming in, Ricky Carmichael. Um, so, or even Jet, I don't know if he did it, but it was cool to watch it. But then I started thinking about the way he rides. He looks like a younger Aaron Plessinger to me. Like he's taller. He likes to stand up. He almost, he's got them, um, what do you call them? The, the hand guards, like AP does, like he must... Like, I don't know if he rode Woods, like he's a trial rider or something He from up north. But you could tell at one point he rides ruts and he, he's probably pretty good in the mud, I would assume. Um, but the way he rides, like it reminds me of Aaron Plessinger. And when the tracks get really rutted and all this stuff, Aaron Plessinger shows up when they get tough. And they're, you know, like a Matt Walker, like I like to say, a real man's track. Um, Aaron shows up. So Levi reminds me of Aaron Plessinger, um, the way he rides, just. His whole fundamentals and his riding style and the way he stands up through ruts and the way he looked, this track was rutted. So I was trying to think, like, you know, believe it or not, I think Aaron Plessinger won an outdoor national on the 250 class, just like Levi did in the year that I think he won the title. But it was like out of nowhere where he just dominated him. Like, he, he might have won a race here and there, but this he came to this race, it was super rutted, and he just dominated, just like Levi did. And so um Levi's the younger version of Aaron Plessinger on the blue bike and that's the way he looked and damn that kid looked good so more power to him Levi I want to see that kitchen you showed it to everybody else and you dominate him so better keep doing it again because you can obviously you can when your first race like this it was pretty good so I know you didn't get a neck burn I know you didn't get a neck burn but you rode good kid you got to start somewhere you got to crawl for your walk got to come out to you know, the thing before you do anything, right? You got to cut that umbilical cord. So they cut it and you start walking and dancing, moonwalking, and you got your first victory. And it wasn't a neck burn, but it was close. You're coming close, kid. Good job. Yeah, 250 class um, was was good this weekend. And there was, there was one particular part I want to talk about. And it's, it's the, this track was based off line selections. And if you looked at like practice and you start breaking down segment times, you can just see, like, especially in time qualifying, like uh, a guy can have this unbelievable, like segment time, like segment four or whatnot. And if you watch, if you watch the from the over the drone shots from the overhead shots, you can see all the ruts. 
But it was cool to see like the line selections and, and picking one line can make a huge difference. Like if you if you were able, there was a couple of parts on this track where, you know, this this track's really off camera more than what it looks like on camera. Like so, you know, if you see some of these guys trying to fight to get to the inside and they can't, they end up outside and the guy in front of them or behind them was able to get to the line. I mean, they would lose like a second, like right there. And um, so this track was all about like setting up corners before to set up here. Like you had to set up in this corner to set that corner up to get to this inside in this corner. And there was a part where Jet Lawrence and, and Cooper was racing each other. Um, it was right after the mechanics area in that new little switchback section. And you can see actually how talented Jet is. He makes a mistake over this little double. He kind of like jumps up. I think it's this. It was actually that part right there. Um, he jumps and he full on makes a mistake. Like he he jumps awkward and he comes up a little bit short. And the way it bounces, it, it pops his front end up and he's like leaning like this. But the way he rides, he was able to like like save it because he 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 actually stands up and he just leans with the motorcycle. So he's full on like falling over. But he knows if he falls, like he stays in this position. The likelihood of his bike sliding into his rut and catching his rut is pretty good compared to if he tried fighting it. I think he would hit that rut and like leaned up and fell over. So he makes this mistake um, and he's like falling like this and he's just leans into it and he catches the rut and Cooper's right behind him. And you could just see like he pulled like a second like in Cooper because Cooper was trying to get to the inside. But the way he did it, like he wasn't leaned over like Jet and he missed that inside rut. And he ends up having to go to outside and Jet pulls away. So, like, what was that point for? I don't know. It was just cool to watch it. And we're going to show it to you. So, there's a highlight where Cooper is close to Jet. And Jet makes this mistake. And it's, it's just awesome to see, like, talent. Like, it's those little details on each one of these guys. Cooper does some crazy talented stuff. They all do. Um, but that particular moment, I'm, like, watching it. I'm, like, damn, he just made a mistake right there. Like, he an awkward mistake because he came up short. And he just stays with it, just leans into it. He's falling and he catches that inside rut and he just pulled away from Cooper all because of a mistake. And um, that was cool. But remember how last weekend when I was like, man, Hunter was going to punch Jet in the face because he was pissed that homeboy's sick. My brother, little brother's sick and he just beat me. Hunter said, hell no, nah, not this weekend. I'm not hunting. I'm pulling the holy. I'm becoming my little brother. I'm jetting and full jetted out on you guys. They switched names. It was like reversal. It was like face off. He took his body and he put his face on him and it was it. Face off in the movie. If you guys don't know what that is, figure it out. But Hunter was Jet and Jet was Hunter. And nonetheless, Hunter pulled out a whole shot and jetted out on these fools and he did it good. And that's what Hunter was. Hunter basically rode the way he was riding all year long. He was riding good all year, but he whole shot it. And dude was just gone. He said, "Ain't it's my time, little bro. And I, I apparently that's the first time he's beat Lil Bruh. I ain't gonna say ever, you know, in outdoors, but I mean, for sure this year, he's been finishing one position behind his brother, one position behind one position, his brother. Nonetheless, not this weekend. Hunter, you know what time it is. I wasn't gonna leave you out. I was not gonna leave you out. Why? Because Johnny O has been pouring water on everybody. And even though Jet still got the overall. He still gets an overall neck burn, but this weekend, you punch little brother in the face you're like hell nah, and you jetted out on Jet. Jet Fuel must have been on a discount because Hunter was like, uh-uh, I ain't hunting no more. I ain't hunting. So it was good to see him, but nonetheless, Jet, Jet, 
You still doing it to these fools. I know you're still doing it. You're getting tired, aren't you? You're tired. You were tired last weekend because you were sick. And you were tired this weekend because last weekend you were sick and you haven't recovered. But you're still tired. You're tired of whooping up on these fools. And you did it again this weekend. And what you end up getting was a jet fire neck burn. Hit it from cold. Suntan. Neck's on fire. It was on fire, Jet. It was on fire. Congratulations, kid. 3-0. 3-0. See how it goes. But your brother, your little brother, saying, yeah, well, actually, your older brother, he is, he is kind of little than you, though. He's kind of like me. Like, the older brother is little than the big brother. Or what? As I mentioned, the bikes are down on power. So you really, especially in the 250 class, I think it's, it's probably a bigger um, separation compared to the 450 where a faster bike kind of makes a difference. Um, but in these 450, the bikes are pretty good. They're all pretty fast. So, um, Thunder Valley is a, is, you know, the start straight uphill, you know, you, you're going straight uphill. So you kind of have a, 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 you know, drag race kind of going up there. And I also feel like a lot of these places, um, maybe there's, you know, one or two tracks, but you know, for the, the, a lot of these starts are really, um, depended on like, you know, qualifying, you know, so like this, this corner you went, you know, right. So anybody on the right side of the box, um, kind of has a little bit more advantage. And, and when I raced there, if, even if you went all the way to the inside gate, you can actually go right and try to get up on that hard pack where the guys are racing. Cause it kind of goes back into the racing line. So it's a little bit more harder there, um, compared to where, you know, if you don't ride over there, it's a little bit deeper and it bogs the bike down. But nonetheless, you know, we, it's, it's uphill. So getting a good jump and trying to get out there. And the way that corner is like, they, they come up there and they smooth it out. They dig it up. And it's, it's not like you, you get in there and you just slam on the brakes compared to like some of these other ones. Like it's a weird corner. That's why you always have guys just falling over between them, digging it up and the looseness on there and just kind of a smooth transition right before that drop off. You always got guys like losing front ends um, on there. And if you saw that in the race with Christian Craig, the first moto, and then, you know, even the 250 class guys just falling over every Colorado race, um, is notorious about that particular one. And I think it's cause they just dig it up and it's loose right there. And you got guys, you know, coming left, right, whatever. And you're going uphill. So when you slow down, you got guys like running the back of you or whatever it is, and you can't really see. So you get people that fall over, but nonetheless, we had last weekend with my boy two, 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 Caroli and they're trying to steal his Disney ticket. Not this weekend. This boy pulled the whole shot, not once, but twice. We're gonna have to hit the song for him. We're getting a little John. Turn down for what? Turn down for what? Something like that. He did it. Tony, man, it was beautiful seeing you back out there. You up in the Mile House City leading that race. It was like an international flair again. You got freaking, I don't even know who was in third. Oh, we had Bam Bam up there. But we had the Italian with the German chocolate. Man, it was the motocross of nations again back at Thunder Valley. And Tony was like, uh-uh. Last time I pulled a whole shot, I went from first to third real quick. Not this weekend. Nobody's taking my pepperonis off my pizza. He said he ain't letting him go by until he went by. Caroli was fighting him, so it was good to see him. And he actually rode good this weekend. Um, I don't. Tony's a, a very technical rider. And not technical like Supercross, but technical even when at the GPs, like the the Lomos, you know, the, the tracks where you can jump around stuff, the super rutted tracks. 
he's always been good. So he's a you know nine-time champion for no reason. But this weekend, I was thinking like, man, he actually looks really good, like what it is. And then I started looking at the way the track was. It kind of reminded me of a GP track with all the ruts and like standing up a lot. So he wrote well, and I'm sure he's kind of getting used to the uh, the the American program. So it was more power to him. Tony wrote good, and he did it up front, two turndowns with two hole shots. So good seat back, baby. So the first moto, uh, it it was like the opposite with Eli and Chase in in both motos. Like Eli was um, the first moto. Eli's behind all the guys. And he comes up through him and passes all of them, you know, and, and does he gets in his mode like Eli does. And to me, when I watched that race, I was I was pumped to see Ken fight. Ken fought both motos. But, you know, I think there's certain times and certain people when they get on. Like finishing second is a win. And when Eli catches that fire, like I, I consider if I'm Ken Roxon. You know, I, I fought him and I tried my best. I was leading the race. I even fell over, got caught up with lappers and still like right there and was right there at the end. When Eli comes through and he passes Jason, he passes uh, Chase, he passes me um, and he's in the zone at Colorado, finishing second to win. You know, so you can't get discouraged. And Eli was in that zone. But then the second moto, you would consider like, OK, he just came off two wins back to back. Last uh, last weekend, second moto, and this weekend, the first moto. Uh-oh, Eli's back. But what I saw was since the 450s was first this weekend, track was a little smoother. And as that race went on, even in the first moto, uh, you know, Eli, Eli, Eli caught him and passed all of them. But it still didn't look like he was completely back to comfortable. And, and the slower parts of the racetrack, Eli looked very good like he looked fine like he was able to stand up catch those ruts and do his thing which I think made him feel comfortable and I think since he was in uh, mile high at home uh, crowd cheering him passing everybody it he was just got on the roll but that those fast parts like after the big um, tabletop in the middle that long sweeper going down the hill and anywhere where it seemed like it was super fast he looked like he was scared like struggling and I think that's the part where all year when I say like, you know, it's like he gets in there and, and he's like feeling it and then he tries to go for it and he has like a moment. Well, this weekend, that's the way it looked like. So the first moto, they were first this weekend um, compared to the two fifties. And I think that was the part of the reason why, to be honest, he won because the track was a little bit smoother because the second moto, he didn't like it. it you would think he would have done the same thing. In fact, he caught Ken. Ken held him off. Ken was fighting him. And then I think there was two things that was going on with him. Um, Chase passed him and he did what Eli, uh, he did to Eli, what Eli did to everybody else, just went around him and went past everybody else. But, you know, I think Eli was a little like hesitant, you know, Ken was fighting him and where he was, he would have won the overall. So I think in the back of his mind, he was like, okay, even if I don't pass Ken, I'm going to win this overall. And he should have, but We'll get into that in a little bit. Somebody fell. So I think part of that being a little bit timid of the bike is not working. Track rougher. And all right, let me not throw this thing away. Ken's fighting me. And I'm going to win overall in third. He just kind of settled back and be like, okay, I'll just deal with it. But to me, I just saw the difference between the first motor and second motor was track being rougher. And the places that like he looked like he struggled was a super long, fast section. 
even when he's behind Ken, you can just see him losing time. And that's not like Eli. Uh, when the track gets rougher, he usually gets better. So I think they're going to have to fix that part. Um, but it was just interesting to see how in the tighter parts of these tracks and when it was smoother the first motor compared to second, he was really good. And then on those fast sections, you can just tell like he was like daddy diapers. Like, you know, I look like I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to get down. So uh, nonetheless, he's still real good, um, you know, but, you know, it wasn't good enough for a neck burn, but he, he still rode pretty good. But to me, it's just a bigger picture of the them still needed to figure out the motorcycle for him. So. We put in so much effort this week to get the bike better, and uh, and we did. Um, yeah, we still have some work to do, but hey, I'm, I just want to get better each and every weekend. Ken, after the race, was talking about how they, they worked on the bike um, more this week. And, you know, I, I believe... You know, I, I believe they did. You know, I believe they worked on the bike. But the difference this weekend was Ken Roxon. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, it was Ken Roxon. Yeah, the bike, the bike might have helped him, um, and and made maybe it helped him enough to even mentally to feel more comfortable. But it was Ken Roxon. Ken Roxon decided he was gonna go up there and he wasn't giving up. You know, and not to say he gave up last weekend because, like I said, you know, there's reasons and rhymes for everything. You know, he has his reasons and more power to him. I just said I wanted to Ken Roxon, the Instagram one. And I think the difference was, was Ken Roxon saying, I'm not, I'm, I'm fighting for this. We fight for every inch. And you see what that got him. You know, I, you see what that got him. Last weekend, I said Chase was going to beat him anyway. Well, Chase beat him anyway, this, this phrase. But long term, Kenny, Kenny was a man. Like Kenny won the race. Because he stayed up and he fought. And believe it or not, like, the difference was him not giving up, which kept Eli behind him. And if he would have done what he did last weekend, Eli would have won overall. But since he didn't, uh, Kenny was in a position where he was going to finish second overall. But he still was going to fight Tomac. And that fight ended up getting him, you know, the overall neck burn at the end of the day. So I just think the bike might have been better. I didn't see a big enough difference in the motorcycle compared to last weekend to this weekend but this is a completely different track but what i did see was a completely different rider and so that being said like i just think kenny needs to realize that he's kenny effing roxon kenny f roxon a guy that can just wax ass any day of the weekend they all know it there's only one person that when he gets on that i would say i buy everybody in this field there's only one person that when they, if they're all at their best, that can still beat them, and that's Eli. That was the first moto. When he gets on it, hey, whatever. It's Ryan Hughes and James Stewart back in 2003 when Ryan said, man, I ain't racing that fool. I ain't racing. I won the race. He gets second. He's like 40 seconds behind me. And they asked him, like, well, I mean, are you disappointed James is out? Man, I ain't worried about that, man. I won the race. He was so far up in front, who knows, you know, I just, I'm not trying to concentrate on him, you know, he's, he's head and shoulders above me right now, so I'm just trying to beat the guys that I need to beat, and, uh, you know, so today I got first, and, uh, you know, he's in another class, and there's nothing I can do about that. So when Eli gets in those zones, that's how it is, you know, but lucky for y'all, he's not always in there, he's not always in there, and so, but the other person is Ken Roxon. When he's on it, he can be better than everybody else. And when he believes he wants to, like he does what he did this weekend, and he just fought. So I was just pumped for him. And so to me, it wasn't a bike. It was Ken Roxon. And you got to give him all the props because there was a lot of heat on him last weekend. And to come back up, it's like being down in the uh, NBA series 
when you got to win that game four or you're going to go down three to one and, you know, 99.9% of people that go down three one loses the title. Well, Ken was in that position because if you let those guys go around him again, I hate to say it, it was done. It was done. I mean, it, he would be waiting for everybody else to throw it away for him to have a chance. But this weekend showed me and showed himself that, like, you know what, maybe it is different. You know, maybe he is here to fight. So more power to you, Ken. It was Ken Roxon, not the motorcycle. The motorcycle helped, but it was Ken Roxon that helped even more. The fact that Eli was going to go around him on that outside just shows the lack of respect that they have for him. And they, the reason they did that is because of, like, what happened last weekend. When Chase went around on the outside, Eli was going to literally go, like, just ride around him on the inside when he had no... No reason to go there because if that was Jason Anderson, Justin Bart, he would have never done that. But the fact is, when I said, like, now you got to now you got to show you put you three races in the hole. That's what I'm talking about. When they have no respect for you and they're just like, oh, whatever, I'm going to go on the inside, on the outside of him, on the inside. He has the line, but he ain't going to push me. He's going to give up. Like, that's why he would do that. But you punted him off the track. You punted him off the line. Like, now you got to do that again. But that was all because of that one little part last weekend. And that's why I said, it's not that you were going to get beat by him because you were going to get beat by him anyway. It's the fact that what they think about you and they think you soft. But you just showed them something different. And that got you a neck burn. That right there got you a neck burn. But the fact that the dude would try you is what I was talking about. It's what I'm talking about. Chase wrote good. I was talking to Cole before we got here, and I was like, I think there's only one person that Chase is probably, like, worried about, really. And, I mean, of course, he's worried about all of them. You know, like, everybody worries about everybody. You know, that's just the way it is. You know, I worry about the guy at Day City. I don't even race him. You know, like, even on a motorcycle, I'm worried about you. Um, but I think, like, the confidence on moving past people and, you know, feeling confident on doing what he did second moto. And maybe they made some bike changes, but, you know, I, I didn't see a big enough bike changes. It kicked them around first moto, second moto. Looked the same, but I just felt like other riders dictated on, like, him moving through the pack. And I say that to say this. You know, with Jason Anderson, like, Chase was – Jason passed him, I think, the first moto, but Chase was right there. And he, like, he didn't get around him. He just stayed in fourth place the whole moto – where the second moto, Jason fell. And so he then he went around Eli. He went around Ken and whoever else was there. Um, but then why he didn't do that at the first moto? And to me, it was kind of like last weekend with Jason. I think Jason puts a little bit of fear in those guys. It's like, you know, he you know he's going to be there then and you know he's going to fight you. You just can't roll around. And even if you pass him, there's a likelihood he's going to come in and run that green fender in on you. So I think with Chase being there, um, it makes you a little bit timid when you ride certain uh, ride against certain people. So when Jason fell down, Chase didn't have to go through him. So he went through everybody else because Eli, he, he passed Eli, and he could probably just sense Eli was maybe not feeling the best. And then he went around Ken, and not the last weekend, you know, as his teammate, and even though Ken tried fighting him, you know, he still feels confident, and Ken's going to have to slowly build that back up. Ken's going to have to start, you know, showing him just like he showed Eli that I ain't going to move over. And that's the next thing. Otherwise, this guy going to keep beating you every weekend. Um, but I think, like, the only person is Jason. Um, you know, Jason puts a little bit of fear in all these guys. So with him going down, it changes the whole landscape of the way uh, Chase rolled up. 
And when he did, he rode past everybody. So, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm not in Chase's head, but just from the riding, he just seems like he rides different with Jason compared to everybody else. And everybody knows Eli, when he's on, he's on. They ain't give up, like whatever. Like he's just on this thing. He don't really make mistakes. So when he's on, he's on. Um, but then like, you know, Ken still coming back with Ken and he's getting there. And then um, everybody else, you got him covered. So Chase was just doing his thing. He rode past everybody. And dude, when dude fell, it was like, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? It wasn't even like, at least when he fell in Supercross, like he bent the wheel. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he was hawking that thing. Like, he was like, damn, like that thing got, he got folded up like he's in the laundromat. He bent stuff. This one, you're like, did I, like, wait, did I just see what I just saw? Did I just see what I just saw? Yes, I did. He just like little, like fell over. And it was, it was cool as like sitting back here on the couch. Not cool that he fell. But it was cool to have like a part of the track when those guys built that little step up into right before the mechanics area. Like that's what they were trying to do. They put that little step up there. So it wasn't so easy just to get to the inside. Like you had to make a decision, go outside or inside. That was all dictated on how you hit that little step up. So that little hump that they put in there kind of like forced that pass or that crash to happen. And that's what they were trying to do to really make an option so it's either one way or the other way. Otherwise, if you just had no hump, then you would just go inside the whole time. But I don't think they thought that was going to make somebody, like, crash, like, on there. And, dude, he just goes in there, and you could tell, like, he, like, he, I, I mean, if you want to get technical, it looked like he wasn't gripping the bike with his knees. And he gets in there, and he lands. He hits a lot harder. About The bike bounces. He bounces up because he ain't gripping and then he gets a little off cambered and I think he hits the brakes and stalls thing and he just falls over. But it was really like for the last lap, those are mistakes he shouldn't make. And I think he gets on the podium and he says he wasn't going to make that. The fold up laundry mat, that just happens. But at least you got something to show for it. Like this one, you're just like, damn, dude. Like Next. I mean, it's kind of a a technical thing. Like. Maybe if it's the back shot, maybe there's like a whole bunch of ruts or something and maybe he gets cross-rutted. But to me, like right there, like you can just see him when he bounces into that, like he's not he's not engaged like he was the other 33 minutes in there. Like he's kind of lackadaisy. And when he hits, you know, you can just see him, his whole body like collapses. And when he collapses, he puts a lot of weight on that suspension. Now the bike rebounds back up. And so when he rebounds, it kind of kicks him up, puts him in an awkward position. And, and to be honest, like, if you ride a motorcycle, like, I mean, which most of the people that's watched this, you know how, like, you you go to do a scrub or, or you're in the air and you get to a certain point where, like, it's like the bike's light. Like, you, it's not going one way or the other. Like, there's nothing you can do. Almost like it's, like, floating. And, like, if you, if you try to hit a scrub or you do a whip and you get past that, that mass point and the thing's, like, going and it's continuing to go and there's nothing you can do. Like, you can't pull it back. There's no weight on it that free well when chase bounced into that and that thing starts going sideways like he experienced that for a split second and that's why if you look at him he gets that awkward like he doesn't know what to do like he knows there's nothing he can do he can't pull the bike back away because it's in a, an awkward free like a free zone like what or i don't know free willing whatever you want to call it 
And that's why when he does it, it, he's in there and he's like trying to like fight it. There's nothing he can do. And so he's waiting for the thing to land back. And then it, it does this weird thing and he just falls over. But all that was off of, I would say, he's got the race locked up. Maybe he's a little tired, which everybody is tired or whatever. Maybe he's not tired, but he does, he's not engaged in keeping the fundamentals of a bike, keeping his knees locked, keeping his body and prepare for that hit. And that's when he, he lands and all of a sudden all hell breaks loose for him. And it's a little, it's a bad fall. It's a bad look because... It shouldn't happen. The, the guy that's winning the 450 Outdoor National and as good as Chase, um, those are the things that we worked on last year, and those are the things that he continues to work on um, this year. And it was just a um, you know an era, mental era, um, more than anything else. And you know you just got to keep the fundamentals. But he just got caught in the awkward position um, and not being focused on what he's doing, not preparing for that, and you know he threw it right away. The race win, and that's why I think when you saw him at the end of the race, he was so pissed. It's a bonehead mistake. Um, that's the last one I'll make this season. So uh, it's, on, it's up from here. You know, normally if you throw away like when he got folded up, I think you're like looking as like what, like what the hell happened? Like, okay, I lost the front end. Like, you know, you can go back and dissect that, which we did. Um, but there was reasons for that, you know, like there's reasons for everything. But with this one, it's really like, bro, that's on you. Like that's kind of on you. And he knew that. He knew that he did something that he he normally doesn't do, and like it's kind of a bonehead uh, lack of focus, and it catches you out. And you know, in in a sport where if you're not on it and you're not focused, then you know you have injuries or you have issues like this. And and I've never seen a guy like really have these kind of things as often as he has. And um. Um, and I'm, I'm not bagging on him, but it's just like with this one, I think out of all the crashes you ever had, like this is probably the one that stings the most because it was like the one that you're like, damn, like, like I'm going to end up on stewed. And you are, son. You are, I hate to say it, you are. But that was on you. But you'll be back. You said it wasn't going to happen again, so we'll see. This, so this weekend, this track at um, Thunder Valley, they changed it up quite a bit. Uh, they they put a lot more switchbacks into it. They slowed it down, and I thought, you know, I I thought it was it was good for maybe like the the weekend Thursday practice and stuff. But like I don't know like how much I liked it as far as like racing because it's kind of like what they did last last weekend at um you know Hangtown. Like I just thought it 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 slowed the track down, which that's what you were trying to accomplish. But then it also it kind of made it like one lined it in a sense, even though you had all these ruts. So the only way you were able to do it is if the guy on the inside made like a small mistake and you're on the outside, then I think it allowed you to kind of maybe go outside and, and, and switch back. But I I think the the difference is it, it's not necessarily the layout what they did. I, I understand what they were trying to do, but I think this track is notorious for having these these ruts. And these ruts are hard. They're super hard. So you really can't like, even though you have these huge switchbacks, uh, switchbacks, and you have a million ruts, it still becomes one-lined. Because once you get in one rut, the phrase "stuck in a rut" really applies here, and so it doesn't allow you to really utilize the tracks. Like if you go outside, you can hop out, and if that was smooth or was kind of loose, then you would be able to really square guys up. But right here, you get stuck in a rut. You get stuck in a rut, and you have to follow through. So. Um, I just thought like that, that section was, 
it, the ideal was cool, but the the line and, and having all the soils put you back in this position where, you know, if the guy didn't make a mistake on the inside, then you were kind of stuck compared to what it was before. I feel like running down that downhill, at least you can just like power past somebody. Like you can just stay on it and like just outbreak them. And, um, you know, so to me, adding those turns, which maybe they were slowing it down and thinking adding more options to pass, it felt like it had more passing options the way it was before. But it was also dangerous because they carted my ass off there, too. And they carted my boy Eli off there, too, and other people. So, you know, hey, he was trying not to cart people off and that part worked. But um, the ruts, it just made it difficult to to make um, passes. Yeah. So Ryan Dungey, um, you know, to me, Ryan actually looked better this weekend than he did last weekend, even though he's notoriously for struggling for at Hangtown. Um, I don't know his overall finishes. They might have been worse than this weekend and was last weekend. But, you know, I actually think Ryan's closer than what you think he is. Like as a rider, you can see like he's he's close. He's lacking speed. Like he's definitely lacking speed. They ain't no they ain't no lying. You can't sugarcoat that. Right. He's lacking speed. But the fundamentals, like the way he's riding, he's actually closer then like, you know, his finishes are and maybe like the the difference between like him finishing third and sixth is speed. Well, we do race motorcycles and it is all about who can go the fastest and stay up. So that's kind of a big part to miss. But my point is, I think I think we can work on that. Like, you know, I think he can continue to get more comfortable and gain like speed because you know, you want to say it like Ryan still is a champion and he still does have uh, things that, you know, not many people in his class got. And that's, you know, uh, outdoor national title, which means he knows how to go fast. I just think right now he's in a position where, um, you know, maybe mentally he, he he's not allowing himself to go fast or whatever, or it's just a time off that he has to get it back. So I think the speed part, he he'll actually find. Um, there, but as far as the way he's racing and stuff like that, and I he was sick this weekend apparently. Um, so I can see like I can see him maybe laboring a little bit more than in the races. But with the parts that they showed him, I'm like, damn, he looks good. He just needs to find a few seconds on there. And I think he, you know, I might be just, you know, trying to double down on my picks because I still got the RD five on there, and this boy is getting a little dark. My coffee's getting light and dark. Um. That's kind of odd, but you know what I mean? Like it ain't looking, it's getting cold, whatever it is. It's definitely looking a little suspect, but I think, I, I think he's okay. Like, I, I really think he's okay. We just need to find some more speed, uh, but his Ray craft and the way he looks on a motorcycle looks better. So we'll see, even though Jason just blew past his ass, um, we'll figure it out, right? We'll figure it out. Or you'll figure it out, um, whatever. We need to figure it out. You just got to think with Ken, after last weekend and, you know, coming back to Instagram posts, coming back to first weekend, it was a positive, right? Like he was there, he's fighting, he got two second places, um, but his teammate beat him. And then last weekend, you know, he was up there and then his, you know, his teammate beat him again, but it was just the way he did it. It, it was like two different, like, you know, two different zones. So coming into this weekend, after all the hard about the, all the Bubba's World recaps and all the fans and you know, Ken probably realizing himself that we all fans of him, like, dude, like, I got to show up. And being coming back to Thunder Valley, 
knowing that he's always been pretty good here, he wanted to perform because the narrative was starting to go back. Like, not that like we didn't think he could win because that's idiotic. Ken, he's Ken, man. He's the German chocolate. Like, he just never. Everybody likes chocolate. Everybody likes chocolate. Even if you learn to, you like chocolate. You just might not be able to eat it, but you like it. Um, we all want him to do good. I mean, and it's a feel-good story. Like, I feel good. Like, damn, I felt good when he won this weekend. I don't know why I felt good. I just did. So, coming in this weekend, I'm sure he felt like, damn, I got to get back on. Everything's leading to the point where if I don't show up this weekend, it's going to get even worse. So, the fact that he showed up, and it, was, it wasn't that... Like he showed up with speed because he does that all the time. I mean, even though dude pulled the whole shot, he was like gone, like really gone. And then he fell over. It was the fight. It was the fight. And that's what I harped on last weekend. I'm like that little Eli going around you the outside pass was, and it's just shows a lack of respect that they don't have and they should have for you. Um, he was just fighting people. He was fighting. He fought for every position and he fought Eli off. And Eli was like, damn, whatever, dude, you can have it. I'm at Colorado. It's, it's free, you know, you get your, you know, card over here. We all just like to chill around here. You know, I'm going to just chill back in third place and whoops, and somebody else get his neck burned. But nonetheless, it was because Ken fought. He wasn't under the table, people. He said, I'm the IG Ken. I'm coming back and, and I'm not fully back, but I'm back enough. And my back is good for a neck burn. And that's what I got today. Hit it for him, Colt. Suntan, neck's on fire. Jeremy Tackler was on fire this weekend. I'm going to get a little excited, people, because I'm happy. I'm happy. And I know you are happy. We all happy. We all happy, Ken. He ain't there. Because he's there. He's right there. He's holding that plate in special for you. For you, Ken. And all my German fans out there, hit it for him, Siri. Hansen Flammen. That was for you. I don't even know what the hell she said, but she said it. That was for you, for all my fans, American, because it was special. It was special to watch the German chocolate do it. And just for him, just like they do in the GPs, like when the guy wins, they, they play this national anthem. We're going we're gonna to have to hit the neck burn in your language. And that's what we just did. So, again, hit it for him, Siri. Heads and flammen. That was for you. Heads and flammen. That's for all my German fans. Next weekend is even bigger than this weekend. Why? Because it's easy getting on up there, right? It's easy getting to the top. We got to stay there now. We got to stay there. We'll find out how that goes. But for this weekend, it's you, Ken. Congratulations. All right, people. All right, you know what time it is. My favorite time, your favorite time. Hell, it's definitely going to be Ken's favorite time this weekend. Stews and stews. But you know what we got to do? We got to give the people what they want. And Ken did. But we'll give them what they want after this commercial break. We'll be right back. All right, guys, we back. You know what time it is. My favorite time, your favorite time, all of us' favorite time. And this weekend, we're going to switch it up. We're going to switch it up. We're still going to do the same old stews and stews. But since we got guys that's up and down, you know, like nobody's consistent. You got guys winning. You guys got guys winning 
and then not winning and then guys that's losing and end up winning. So it's up and down, people. It's up and down. So we're going to combine this list. We got guys that's going to be stewed and stewed. Which one are they? Well, we're going to figure it out. Let's figure it out together. So stews and stew. Let's get into it. Now, of course, I, I think let's just ease into it. Ken Roxon. Is he stewed or is he a stew? Now, let's think about this. Last weekend, we were on him. We were on him. We ain't gonna lie. We were on him. I was on him. We were on him together. We all like, we got love for him. You only, you only get mad at people you love, right? So we know, Ken, don't roll over. Instagram Ken, not table Ken. Instagram German chocolate. German chocolate. And what he does this weekend is, people, he comes out and he's fighting everybody. He got a little Jason Anderson in him. I think I saw a nine. I think I saw a nine. He said, I ain't, I ain't rolling over. Eli tried rolling around outside. He was like, hell nah. Forget your diapers. So Ken rocks it. And he gets the neck burn. So like in the normal ones, he's a default. Even though he's not default, he did it this weekend. So of course, is he stewed or is he a stew? He's a stew. He's a stew. He just won. He's better than everybody else. It don't matter how he got it. He got it. He got it. Points pay. Like Chad Reese said, got to be in it to win it. And he was in it and he won it. So, Ken Roxon, you a stew. Now we have Chase Sexton. Is he a stew or is he stew? Let's think about that one. All right, so he rolled pretty good, right? I mean, I would say he was faster than everybody. The second moto. First moto wasn't the best, but he came back and he returned, people. He returned for the day. He had the sequel. Came out here past everybody. Eli, the German chocolate. Anderson falling over, he shot himself, he on the ground, whatever it is. Chase Sexton was out there leading that race. He was leading it to the last time he was about to get neck burn. But hold up. Then he does this. He does this. So is he a stew or is he stewed? Well, man, if you land on the ground like this and you just threw away the win and it was only your fault, of course you stewed. You stewed. You just threw away. You pissed. You pissed off. You're freaking pissed. And you know you're pissed. Let's listen to your interview. Listen to what you said. It's a bonehead mistake. Um, that's the last one I'll make this season. So uh, it's, on, it's up from here. Yeah. It ain't going to happen no more. It better not. I'm pissed too. And I want to even racing. Ken ain't pissed. He ain't pissed. The guy that was just on this list before you did, the guy to stew. And you stew. He ain't pissed. So, of course, you stewed. You stew, you piss. Eli Tomac. Is he a stew or is he stewed? Now, all right, let me see. He went ET mode on y'all fools. He won the first motor dominant faction. Dominant. Like Rhino said, he was racing for second. Ken, technically, he default. He won that race because you were unbeatable. We know how it is when you get on this level, you're unbeatable. So, if you go off of that performance, of course you're a stew. You're stud. You're better than everybody else. And then the second moto, you're like riding here and you're like, you know what? Whatever. Whatever. I'm going to win this overall anyway. I'm going to win this overall in front of my hometown. They're going to be like, Eli, Eli, Eli. And then you're like, hold it. Wait, wait. Huh? How did, how did he? Wait, wait, wait. German chocolate won. Chase fell. Chase fell again? God damn it. And he cost you an overall. So you went from stew 
Just, dude, you pissed. You pissed. You, you were like, damn, I'm going to win this thing. You waving to the crowd. You at hometown. You can just drive on home to Mount High. You, that's where you born. And they went from chanting your name to Eli, Eli, to K-R, K-R, Roxanne. And look at this narrative. Look at this narrative. He's the only stool on his list. So you pissed. Not because the way you wrote. Not because Ken beat you. But because Chase fell and he cost you that neck burn. So damn, you stewed. <laughs> so what do you think, people? Did I get it right? Should Ken be stewed the way he got the win? I don't think so. Should Chase be stew, a stew? Because he was fast there and there. You know, I just made a mistake. He just fell over. You tell me. I don't know. Should Eli be a stew? Because he did right good. He ain't even do nothing. He ain't even do nothing. Somebody else cost him a neck burn. But, I mean, I guess he would just pass Ken, and he just won himself, and he would did it. But, you know, nonetheless, he was thinking that, you know, Chase was going to stay up and win like he did previously, but he fell over like he did in laundromat. Should he be a stew? Should he be a stew? I don't know. You tell me. That's my list. All right, people. That's the remix of the stews and stews. It's been hard. I tell you, it's been hard. I've been up all night trying to figure out how to make this list because you know, I keep it authentic. You don't get on this list unless you're on this list. That's it. I ain't going to put you on this list. If I say, look, man, I don't want the guy under the table and I want the IG Ken, then damn it, I want the IG Ken. And Ken gave me what I wanted. He gave all of us what we wanted, the people what they wanted. Eli, he did his thing. It wasn't good enough, but he still did his thing. Chase did his thing. But it was only one neck burn, baby. Just like this list. There's only one. And the one that did it was the German chocolate, and he did it again. So let's hit him for it one more time, Cole. Suntan, next on fire. Next on fire. And I don't know if we can do it as quick as this, but maybe we can get Siri in here to hear it for y'all. Heinsteinies. Heinsteinies. Hänsel in Flammen. That was close. That was close, whatever. All right, people, that was it from round three. Thunder Valley, Mile High, where the German chocolate, Jet Lawrence, both of y'all got neck burning. It was a Honda raining red again. Honda HRC, y'all just killing it this, this year. Uh, uh, y'all, I mean, technically, y'all only lost one, like, overall. Like, one. Damn, y'all pretty good. But that was it, people, from round three. I'll see you guys next weekend. What are they racing at, Cole? High point. High point. Woo! High point. Man, last time I was up there, I think I got knocked out. I was like Alex Martin up there. I think I'm still laying up there in 2006. Damn, I hate that place. But David did change downhill. I ain't picking on you, Alex. You were out there doing your thing. I think you crashed again this weekend, but you're a little tough little dude, man. Yeah, I give you credit, man. Like I said, some people do right. Like you, Alex. I help you out, bro. Anyways, that was it for round three. I'll see you guys next weekend back here. Good luck in High Point, and we'll see. Who ends up on the students do where they can get that list and who's going to get the next burn. But until then, until then, hand slides or whatever she said. All right, whatever. <laughs>